A warm welcome to each and every single one of you who's tuned in to yet another episode of Disky Vibes. My name is Liolo, your host with the most, and today I am alone. So you will be listening to this beautiful voice right throughout this episode. So let's get right into it. On today's episode, we discuss all things Bafana Bafana and AFCON. And um, I'll kick this episode off with uh, an unpopular opinion that's got to do with South African footballing development all round, which I think is the answer to a successful Bafana Bafana. Because when you consider the the lack of continuation that we have as uh, as a nation when it comes to our um, men's footballing team it's it's quite shocking because you you look at um all over the world for example you look at how many teams have players who have played for their under 17s under 20s under 23s and then graduate to the national to the national to the national team. And when it comes to Bafana Bafana, we really struggle in that department, especially because especially because a lot of players who are capped for Bafana Bafana or who play for Bafana Bafana have A, um, never represented uh, the national team at youth level or B, haven't um, been to a well-renowned development system. Uh, in 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 their in their younger years, which then leads to um, inadequacies of our players falling short when it comes to the big stage, and um, it's not always a matter of talent, but it's a matter of the understanding, the knowledge, the thorough preparation and development of a footballer, you know, and I think that's where we really like. And that is my unpopular opinion that if we're to be successful as a nation and if we're to see Bafana Bafana competing on the biggest scale, um, each and every single competition that uh, is, is, is contested, then our footballing development all round has to come right. So not just the footballing um, perspective, but also SAFA. I think um, that is an organization that that needs a thorough cleanup. And I think that is an organization which which needs to, we really need to start from scratch. And um, we really need to go back and uh, have a look at where we've gone wrong over the years. And we really need to clean up um, SAFA. We really need to clean up our youth development structures because if we continue at this rate then i think we're gonna experience a lot of these heartbreaking moments where where we get so close but yet we don't qualify you know and um yeah so for me it's a it's a really it's a really it's a really sore point when it comes to our national team because we're often left in disappointment more than we're left in um in joy and happiness when it comes to our national team. But anyway, moving on right along, um, Bafana Bafana recently contested in two AFCON qualifiers. The first was against Ghana, where we drew 1-1, and um, we lined up as follows. In goals, we had Ronan Williams, and um, we had a back three of uh, Tulani Tlatuayo, uh, Kulu, Mayela, and then... Um, 
in the midfield, we had Kotsia and Jali as the two wing backs. We had Murena on the right, we had Klanti on the left, and then uh, we played with two number 10s in Zwane and Dao. And up front was Hamildine, who, who got, um, in my opinion, I think it's a rare start, something which I didn't really ex- expect, uh, especially because... Uh, the lack of experience when it comes to the national stage. Yes, I do understand that there were certain players which uh, pulled pulled out of the squad due to injuries and um, COVID-19 related issues. So up front, we really didn't have many options. And I think uh, Hamaldin was, um, was, uh, was, the, was the second recognized striker. You know, on the bench we had Lyle Foster. However, Hamaldin was the man who got the nod. He got the start. And um, when I look at this lineup in general, the first question I ask myself, do we have the players suited to play a 3-4-3? And uh, when you look at Ronan Williams, who plays for Supersport United week in, week out, uh, Supersport United don't play with a 3-4-3. So it's a question mark there. When you look at... um, our captain Tyson, Pirates don't play with a 3-4-3. That's a question mark over there. When you look at Mayela, plays for Pirates as well. Doesn't play in a 3-4-3 system. Kulu as well, doesn't play in a back three. And then you look at um, uh, the two wing backs. There's Santi who plays for Swallows. They don't play with a back three or with um, a wing back system. And then you look at Morena who in that defense was the only one accustomed to the 3-4-3 formation. And the reason why I say that I've got question marks over the formation and with regards to the personnel is because when it comes to national team duty, the turnaround time is, yeah, it's very short because you only have uh, two or three training sessions to work on certain things. So as a coach, it is paramount that you know your strongest formation and you know your strongest players and you know which combinations work best for you and when I look at that um, 3-4-3 lineup I don't think it was um, the best lineup however when you do consider the fact that um, we were able to hold Ghana for long periods of the game you one then looks at it and says that in hindsight it uh, it almost worked out however the inexperience of playing the three at the back did show when Ghana actually went on uh, to open the goal scoring in that match because you saw that there was uh, confusion between Mayela and Kulu on the left-hand side as to who picks up that player. It even took Tyson having to come from the right-hand side to try and uh, make a last-ditch effort, but then um, they managed to score. And... Um, what, what, what was good to see was uh, the fighting spirit and uh, Percy Tao being able to respond immediately. And I think that's very important when you play such games, especially against uh, teams like Ghana who have experience at the highest level when it comes to playing um, on the continent. Because those are teams who can easily suffocate you and uh, they can see the game out. They can see the game out as a 1-0 victory. But it was very important that uh, we got the equalizer immediately. And um, when I look at um, first half, the opportunities that we got, uh, Tao was absolutely 
amazing first half because uh, he created he created a chance Zwane as well and they both fell to Tapelo Murena who failed to capitalize and that for me is then the difference between us being being effective at the highest level and us struggling to qualify and us struggling to really stamp authority when it comes to these uh, type of games because in these type of games you don't get too many chances and uh, I think that was um, a big talking point Tapelo Morena's finishing and had he um, finished uh, a lot better on the day I think we definitely would have won the game but when I look at the game overall, I must say that I'm disappointed that we didn't take our chances as Bafana Bafana. And I'm disappointed with how the coach approached the game as well. Because this was a game that we should have won. We should have took all three points. And had we taken all three points, um, I think it would have put us in good stead to actually qualify for um, AFCON. And um, the reason why I say I was not happy with the approach is because he started with um, three centre-backs and two holding midfielders. And uh, and then two wing backs, who traditionally those wing back wing backs are are defenders first before they are attacking players. Yes, uh, Santi and Morena do have the ability and skill to go on the offensive, like we saw in the game. But naturally, their first point of call is to defend. So essentially, you're looking at seven defensive players, and then you have um, the three, which were Daos, Zwaneng, Hamaldin. And the problem then becomes that in midfield, Zwane often had to drop deep to collect the ball and then to try link up play with Tao and Hamaldin. Whereas if we had an extra offensive midfield player, it would have balanced out the numbers when it comes to our starting 11 and it would have given us more numbers in attack, which I think um, the coach should have done. And um, it goes without saying that... um, Everyone was disappointed with the outcome of uh, the game, considering the fact that Ghana were without their most experienced players. Uh, Richard Ofori wasn't there. Thomas Pate wasn't there. The AU brothers wasn't there. That was a very inexperienced Ghanaian side where we should have capitalized. Moving on to the second game, which we played against Sudan. And um, this game, yeah, it's it's very disappointing that we lost 2-0. But it is what it is. And um, the, the the starting lineup this time around was, uh, I would say, uh, a lot more positive. Because Luther Singh did start, which I think is a player that should have started in the previous game. I think uh, Lyle Foster as well should have started. That would give us um, uh, attacking prowess. Because I really do think that when you play games of this magnitude and manner, you need players who are direct and you need goal scorers, you need creative players and uh, you need to go out and actually chase the game and uh, starting with two defensive midfielders when it's a must win is a no-no for me so that's the only issue that I had with this with this starting 11 because Mutsuare and uh, Munari started as um, a double holding in the midfield which yeah, which I think uh, is where you got it wrong. I always think that get rid of one holding midfielder, then play another attacking midfielder or another winger or another striker. But um, yeah, it was disappointing that we couldn't take our chances against Sudan and uh, Sudan capitalized. And um, yeah, it was just really, really disappointing. And uh, when I look at the overall performance of the qualifiers, you know, it goes to what we're accustomed to as a nation. 
so close yet so far. It's it's something that we've grown accustomed to. And uh, it's very disappointing that when it matters most, we cannot capitalize. When it matters most, we're not able to deliver as a nation. And uh, it's just it's just disappointing that we haven't qualified as Bafana Bafana. And uh, we're going to have to... Yeah, we're just going to have to watch the AFCON and uh, root for another country, which is... Which, which for me is very, very, very disappointing. And um, when I look at it, we have to look at it realistically. When, you, when I pose the question, what's next for Bafana Bafana? I mean, if we can't qualify for AFCON, are we even going to be able to compete in the World Cup qualifiers and qualify for Qatar? And uh, the answer for me is no. Because if you can't qualify for AFCON, which um, the AFCON qualifiers aren't as intense, A, B, aren't as tedious as the World Cup qualifiers, then it's, 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 then it's a tall order, really. It's a tall order to then think that we will be able to qualify for the World Cup, which I don't think will qualify for the World Cup, as the qualifiers do kick off um, in the beginning of June. And yeah, I think it's going to be... Yeah, I think it's going to be very difficult for for Bafana Bafana going forward. And um, with that being said, uh, it is um, reported that uh, Mr. Nseki has been sacked by Safa, which... Yeah, those 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 news aren't a surprise to me because that's the that's the general cycle when it comes to Bafana Bafana and how things are done with with us generally if you fail to qualify for uh, a tournament the coach gets sacked we've seen this before it happens over and over and over again so much so that uh, it's not news anymore and what's disappointing is um, that there's almost no pride when it comes to uh, Bafana Bafana and uh, as a nation we're not as excited anymore when Bafana Bafana are going to be contesting in games. But sticking to the coaches, a few names have been thrown around. Um, firstly, Benny McCarthy. Secondly, Eric Tinkler. Another name that was thrown in, Steve Compella. And uh, Pizzo Musimane, for the longest time, has been linked with the return to the Bafana Bafana job. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see the the decisions which are taken going forward but i really do think that our problems as uh, bafana bafana are deep rooted and uh, foundational nuances lead to our failure there's a lot that has to be done than just hiring a, a new coach and um, when that new coach does come in we need a coach who's who's got a long-term vision we need a coach who's got um a vision not just to to, to make sure that Bafana Bafana is successful, but the youth the youth teams are successful as well. We need a coach that's going to look long-term and that's going to think long-term as well. And um, my personal opinion is that Pito Musimane is the best man for the job. And I really do think that uh, Safa have to humble themselves and they have to reappoint Pito Musimane and allow him time to build his project. Because we've seen what he can do when he's given time to build a project. He did absolutely well at Sundowns. Yes, I do know that national team football and club football are two different ball games. However, the man can build a project and the man can find success. You just take a look at the fact that um, 
the spine and the core of Bafana Bafana are the players that he developed, are the players that he coached when he was at Sundowns. And regarding the success that he's experienced on African soil, having won two CAF Champions League just says a lot. That's a man who's got a lot of experience. That's a man who can help us qualify for AFCON, help us compete in AFCON and help us qualify for the World Cup as well. However, there's a lot to be done when it comes to Bafana Bafana. And uh, in this week's Extra Time segment, Vision 2022 was set in 2012 and it's almost 10 years later, yet we're worse off than we've ever been considering that we can't qualify for a tournament we won 25 years ago. Going forward, a lot needs to happen when it comes to Bafana Bafana. From SAFA to youth development, there's just a lot that needs to happen because uh, it's very easy to fire the head coach and appoint a new coach. Whereas that's just, in my opinion, that's just a fraction that's just a fragment of the problems that we face as Bafana Bafana. I think that's only 15%. There's so many other things that we need to get right when it comes to Safa, when it comes to our youth development, when it comes to the players, their mentality, their hunger as well. Because the big question then becomes, do they, as a team, Bafana Bafana, do the players have enough hunger do they have enough hunger to make sure that they qualify for Qatar 2022? That's a big question, you know. And um, yeah, I think when it comes to the, the vision and the mandate which is set out for Bafana Bafana, I think we have to be a lot more realistic and we have to be a lot more long-term when it comes to the approach of these mandates and uh, the vision that is put out because it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take, take a while. And um, with that being said, we've come to the end of yet another episode of Disky Vibes. And um, the new Bafana Bafana coach will be announced within the next couple of weeks. I do look forward to having uh, a very knowledgeable guest on that episode where we discuss the new Bafana Bafana coach. However, that remains to be seen. Uh, I am your host, Liolo. And um, yeah... It's 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 disappointing that um, that we can't really celebrate our national team. However, this is this is this is this is what you get. These are the results when we don't have um, um, good youth development structures. When um, Safa isn't running running adequately, and uh, when we don't have players who don't have the hunger when it comes to these top-level competitions. However, I do feel that um, all is not lost. As, as long as we're able to do things in an adequate manner and we're able to do things in the right way and we're able to go back and start all over, I really do think that in the next 20 to 30 years, we can have a Bafana Bafana competing regularly. We can have a Bafana Bafana that will be able to qualify for the World Cup, that will be able to play in the round of 16 and the quarterfinals of the World Cup, that will be able to win the AFCON again, that will be able to, if they have a bad tournament, it's them getting to the semifinals of the AFCON. We will have a nation that will produce players who will be playing in Europe at the highest level you know not just um, your Scandinavian leagues but we will have a lot more players you know uh, 
being able to compete in the English Premier League, being able to complete, compete in La Liga, being able to compete in Bundesliga. Yeah. However, we have come to the end of an episode and um, I am Liolo, your host, signing out.